Shelf Talk with Lou, Umnia, and Ali, live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. Yes, we are live from the Sharjah International Book Fair right here at the Expo Center. It has been such an exciting two hours, and honestly, the fun only continues as we look at more and more authors joining us right here on the show. Today, we're actually joined by Laya Farran Graves. She's actually a very, very big, I think anyone who's a big fan of the big names and the yes. big brands, Prada, Versace, Hermes, you name it. You definitely know her because she has worked on all of these publications and books. She is the author of the book, Little Book of Prada, as well as the Little Book of Versace, amongst many others. Mm -hmm. And she's actually joining us here today to talk to us all about these beautifully crafted books. They're pocket size and they truly illustrate the full story of the brand from start to finish. It's such an honor to have you join us today, Leia. Thank you so much. Uh, Leia, can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of anyone who's a big fan of these brands? Why is it important for them to truly take a, take a chance, take a moment to learn about the history of the brand through your books? Yes, I think essentially um, the reason these brands are so iconic and have stood the test of time is because the origin of the brand, a lot of them are family businesses and there's a huge amount of heritage and craft and care taken into them. It's not just fast fashion, uh, you know, you look at a Versace bag or, you know, any of these items. I mean, for instance, Gianna Versace used to make amazing prints and they would take maybe eight months mm -hmm. to just print some silk. So, you know, that's obviously then reflected on the price, but it's really important to know why they're so iconic, why they've reached the status. It's not just someone has really good taste, they actually there's huge amounts of work and planning, you know, behind that. And I'd like to ask the writing process, because you are talking about the history here. Yeah. Um, what are the ethics that come with writing about these historical figures? Sorry, what do you mean by ethics? Like, do you, are there certain boundaries and research that went on that, and, and, and the, pro the process of that all? and making sure that you are on the dot with sure. everything that you are saying. So obviously, in the case of Diana Versace, he's dead. Yes. He was shot, sadly. Um, so it's always, I try to be as true to the, to the creator as possible. Yeah. Um, a lot of my research is conducted via interviews with people who may have worked with him or maybe, are in, you know, some of my best friends are fashion designers, so I always like to speak to them and, mm. and you know, they might know someone who's worked with them. So then you get a sense for the person in this case. And yeah, it's a really interesting process because as I research and as I speak to people, it's almost like I'm getting to know this character, mm. which of course is not the case, but you almost go by instinct a little bit and you try <laughs> and think, okay, maybe there's some information that could be interpreted in various ways, but actually it has, you know, this would feel right because of the way the person is, the characteristics, his personality, you know, those sort of things. So I try and keep as close to the to the person as I as I can. If they're not here, sadly, then through research, through talking to people who might have known him. So um, we're big fans of uh, Versace, especially at home. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've even been to the hotel. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, we're all very happy with it. I'm not very happy when I have to pay for it, though. Um, <laughs> so, but what is it? I mean, I mean, there's something about it. Like even me, when we go to the hotel or we buy the the clothes, the jewelry, whatever it is, there's something about those brands yeah. that really stand out. When you wrote these books, what was it that came out that you thought? makes these brands what they are today? Well, I think there's two things. I think obviously we live in a, in a digital age and there's, I think marketing is phenomenally important. 
I think if you have an, an amazing product and no marketing, mm. it's not going to go very far. But equally, if you have a, an okay product and amazing marketing, marketing it's not going to go very far. But I think it's kind of the, the combination. Mm. And like I said, so in the case of Versace, in the case of Prada, these are family business, Italian traditional family business. And some of the techniques they use are handed down through generations. Some of them are even secret methods that they won't disclose with other designers, you know, or in, you know, industry colleagues. Um, and I think that's that's the secret. It's 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 a combination of, of hard work, of tradition, and of passion because it really feels to when I research and when I when I see you know the shows and it's a real labor of love. I mean, these people go beyond the call of duty to produce these incredible collections and. I think the ones that have sort of um, done the best, Versace, for instance, Gianni Versace, I think, was an incredible person. I think he was a visionary. He did things before his time. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just, wow, what a beautiful bag. It's the meaning behind it, you know, like, for example, when he did all his couture, he started to introduce plastic PVC in some of the wedding dresses. Mm. Now, plastic couture, you think, what? You know, <laughs> before that, couture was very much for an elite very rich sort of sector of society and it still, also, it still is obviously not attainable to everybody but by sort of challenging the status quo and, and breaking down barriers it made it a lot more accessible to people and I think that's you know he always liked to he always used to say that he liked to mix high and low fashion and you can do high and low any of, any of mm -hmm. us can do you know by perhaps um, I don't know how the second hand second hand market is actually in UAE but you know in London for instance where I come from um, there's so many vintage shops, yeah. it's a real kind of resurgence mm. and so it's that thing of combining. You might want to buy your key pieces from an amazing designer because you fall in love with them, but you don't have to go completely broke to, to be stylish. So I think that's another element to the reason why they're so successful. I don't know if I've answered your question. You have, you have, <laughs> yeah, very eloquently, I must say. Absolutely. Now, Leia, let's move on to touch a little bit upon your other book, The Little Book of Prada, because yeah. Uh, a lot of people may actually not know, but when the brand started, it did not start with a success. It had a fall and then it rose right after yes. through the granddaughter. So can you touch Correct. a little bit upon uh, that story and why many of us have, I actually thought it was successful from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the case for most of the brands and, and this is why I love, um, well, I mean, I get commissioned and then I start researching. I'm always so fascinated because, for example, with Versace was a similar thing. Um, but we're talking about Prada now. So this was a luggage company and, um, you know, it was doing really well. And the owner, you know, had no one to leave the business to. And his granddaughter, I think his daughter was, the son wasn't interested. The daughter, he had a son and a daughter. The daughter was interested, but her heart wasn't in it. And then Mucha Prada, who's currently the CEO and, and has been, you know, throughout, uh, was brought in to, to try and perhaps be part of the brand to continue Revolve, the family line yeah. exactly and um, she had trained uh, she trained in theater she trained to be a mime artist and she was like nah, okay I'll give it a go and and she completely revolutionized the fashion industry again but similar like Gianni had this incredible vision of her style was completely different she was much more minimalist Versace is more like over the top right yeah. but she for example introduced nylon right mm. to create handbags now before she started to do that in the 90s 
nobody would spend any money to buy a nylon handbag, you'd buy a leather handbag. Mm. But so she was using, and, and made so beautifully, and the craft was exquisite, so they were actually really expensive. I remember buying my first Prada nylon bag in Harrods, and it was just so exciting, like back, like, you know, <laughs> early 2000s. It was like, you know, a real turning point, I think, in fashion. Mm. So these, yeah, it, it's just the right, per, you know, being in the right place at the right time, you know, she just went in, had a look, she and took the opportunity when she had it. Exactly. Mm. And, and completely turned the business around to what it is now. And, you know, you talked about Gianni Versace being quite a visionary uh, yeah. in the early years, especially. Yes. And even after his passing, how have both Versace and Prada still remained so relevant today in the fashion world? Well, that's a great question. I think both of them have really been clever at adapting to the times. Mm -hmm. um, in the case of Donatella, who again had to, it was a sink or swim, so he was shot. And she was working with him at the time and became the, the main designer. And she'd never done that before. And it, it was a rocky start, but it was incredible what she did and what she continues to do. I have huge admiration for her. And, um, and she was, she has always said that she's, she's always, she loves technology, she loves music, she loves combining different mediums. So they've always, they've been really clever, but equally um, Louis Vuitton, for instance, I've mm. just finished a book about Louis Vuitton luggage, which is coming out next year. So that mm -hmm. you don't have that here yet, oh. <laughs> but really, really beautiful um, photography. It's all about the luggage, the branding. And similarly with that brand, again, a very similar story. And for the 200, to the, for the bicentenary, the 200 years of, of um, his, uh, his birth, not the, the brand's birth, but the man's birth, the, Louis Vuitton himself, mm -hmm. they, they did this amazing exhibition that traveled around the world and one of the things they did was you could get uh, on your phone like a, a game, like a, a Louis Vuitton game, you know, oh. so all these different things that are constantly keeping up with the times, you know, which is really interesting. Very difficult to balance that without losing kind of the essence of who you are, but yeah. so far they must have really good branding teams, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best. A question, so, yeah. a question comes to mind regarding the design of your books. Now, they're pocket-friendly, they're yes. quite miniature. Is yes. there a reason behind that? That is not my decision. Mm. Um, so, oops. The, the publishers have a design team, and mm. I mean, they, I have to approve all the design, but I have to say it's all so beautiful that I've never said no to Aww. anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, when the Prada book came out, it had a red cover, and then it was completely redesigned, and now it's this beautiful pale blue. So no, I think I think it's it's so important that these books look beautiful. Yeah. Because I think most people who they are, reflect the they beauty reflect of the, the brand. brand exactly. And yeah. if you if you're interested in in fashion, you're more than likely interested in beautiful things around you, and they're just the perfect size just to have to either like you said put in your handbag and have a read, yeah. or just have on your coffee table book. You know, like because it, it's you know you can flick they're through. They're gorgeous there's a lot of images. for coffee tables. Yeah, <laughs> and the images are amazing as well. I think so. they perfectly reflect the brand in terms of them being so unique and original, not typical, and that's exactly how. Versace and Prada have been since their early days. Exactly, yeah, I completely agree, and, but I can't take any credit for that. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> I think uh, also what draws me to it is the fact that they're actually two very similar stories, aren't they, in a way? There's a lot of parallels. I think, well, not all of them mm. have parallels, but I think in all these big designer brands, there's always a driving force behind them, mm -hmm. and I think that probably goes for most businesses, but obviously my speciality is in fashion, but there's always going to be a real... A, a real mastermind behind who has an idea often before its day so to speak yes. 
and uh, and that's what keeps it always at the forefront of what's going on. Correct. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and thank opening you you, my <laughs> eyes up, at least to fashion, because as you can tell, I, I'm, it's not my forte. Okay, so well, I'm, I'm, learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm <laughs> learning. But thank you very much for spending your time with absolute us. Absolute pleasure. Thanks we, for having me. We wish you the best of luck with all of your upcoming uh, you books so and endeavors. Thank you so and it's your first time in Sharjah, I just want to mention. It is my first time here. I've wow. been to Dubai before, but never Sharjah. And mm -hmm. um, I can't be thankful enough everyone's so welcome yeah. and so polite and just so wonderful mm. that um, I take my hat off to you guys Aww. amazing we're so honored to have you thank you thank you welcome to Sharjah Shelf Talk with Louis Umnia and Ali live from the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah